The following is an encore presentation of The Adam Rich Show, previously recorded and previously aired, also called a rerun. Enjoy. It's The Adam Ritz Show, a social awareness talk show touching on fellowship, leadership, philanthropy, and more. Adam hosts the show on location from coast to coast, interviewing college students, student athletes, campus administrators, professional athletes, and social experts about social issues ranging from bullying to Twitter and everything in between. And now, it's your social awareness radio host, Adam Ritz. I'm Adam Ritz, and we are on the campus of Missouri State University. University in Springfield, Missouri, and we are broadcasting in front of this live studio audience. Oh, that's good. Thank you for the warm welcome. Our guest is uh, Missouri State student athlete Caleb, and God help me on this because I don't want to get fined by the FCC. Shafitzel. Yeah. Is that right? Shafitzel? Yep, that's right. That is so close to being something else. Oh, yeah? And we could have just got fined $250,000. Shafitzel. Caleb Shafitzel. Okay, I'm not going to say that again without looking at my paper, because if I don't look at that paper and read it, Caleb Shafitzel. 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 Isn't that a song from uh, Shapoopy? Shapoopy. What is that? Music Man? The Music Man? Am I the only one that knows musicals in this room? <laughs> Boy, is my face red. Okay. Caleb Schaffitzel, you have been uh, nominated by the administration here at Missouri State University for uh, what we call the Caught in the Act Award. It's uh, where you've been noticed or recognized for something you've done off the field, some of the high character, integrity, maybe community service. I I don't even know what you've done. Do you have any idea why the coaching staff here at Missouri State nominated you for this award? Yeah, it's because uh, we do healthy heroes. Some of the guys on the football team and girls on the field hockey team, we go over to the Boys and Girls Club. And we spend a little bit of time with the kids over there, hang out with them, and then we play games and we talk about living a healthy lifestyle. That is killer. And it's called, uh, what is it called again? Healthy Heroes? Yeah. And is this uh, part of, a, um, I guess, like a child obesity initiative? Or what's the overall initiative? I think for us it's just going there and hanging out, but that gives us a reason to go over there and <laughs> say what we need to. And you're part of the football team here at Missouri State. Let me guess, linebacker? Or? <laughs> strong safety. Strong safety. That's a big strong safety. That's a big strong safety. And you team up with the ladies' field hockey team to do this? Yeah. I can see right through you, man. <laughs> All right, be honest. If the ladies' field hockey team wasn't doing it, would you still do it? Yeah. Yes, you would, and that's why you won this award. Caleb Shafetzel. Let's have a round of applause for Caleb. Thank you so much, Missouri State University. The Adam Ritz Show. Fellowship, leadership, and philanthropy. Fox 4 in Dallas is the uh, Fox affiliate in the fifth largest market in America. And one of their uh, new team members is Jenny Enchando. She's a friend of our show, and we welcome her back. Hi, Jenny. How are you? Hey, good to see you. This is fun. I, gosh, here we are in Dallas. Here we are in Dallas. I'm now in your home market. Uh, how's Dallas been for home? It's been really stinking cold. Oh, my goodness. No, it's actually, it's been awesome. I have to say, uh, the people here have been really sweet and welcoming, and I just had no idea it was going to be so cold here, although, you know, people across the country (laughs) hearing this are going to say, Jenny, shut your mouth, (laughs) because it's still one of the warmer places, you know, considering this cold snap we've had, but it's been really fun. I like it. Well, yeah, my first few trips to Dallas in January, it it snowed. Uh, This is, it gets cold, and I mean, even the temperatures now can fluctuate 
30 degrees from the from noon to midnight. I mean, it's uh, it's not as warm as you might think it is. And then you you remember the Super Bowl they hosted where there was ice coming off of the the stadium. I know I I should have thought about the Super Bowl and re- and reminded myself that that is the possibility here. So, at least it hasn't been, you know, it hasn't been that bad. But we had this ice storm that you know, I just came from Indianapolis and I never had something like this in Indianapolis. I was never out reporting in something like this in Indianapolis. So, you know, here we are. Well, I have to congratulate you as well, not only being on uh, Fox 4 in Dallas, but I saw you recently on Fox News Channel. The National Network did a story on the weather, and they came to their Dallas affiliate, which you work for, to cover the story. How did that come about? Tell us about that. Oh, it was just really fun. You know, I was out at the airport talking about how, it, you know, American Airlines actually preempted cancellations. So instead of waiting for the weather to get bad, they just decided, hey, we know that these flights aren't going to make it out. We're not even going to bring people to this airport, which is something that is pretty rare. I mean, you travel all the time, so you know sort of how the flight schedules work. So this is a big national story because people were saying, hey, it is so nice outside. Why are you canceling our flights? So Fox News Channel wanted to kind of, you know, check in on us, I guess, and see how we were doing. But um, but yes, I have the weather to thank for that fun little story with them. And a national talent now. Did you uh, did you email the people on Fox and Friends and say, hey, you know, if you need me anymore, let me know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So when, you, when are we going to do this thing full time? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> well, to reset and uh, reintroduce Jenny to our listeners, she's a uh, journalist, television journalist, as well as a fitness expert. You've been in uh, fitness your entire life. So we kind of marry those two stories or those two parts of your life here on this broadcast, this public affairs radio show to talk about health and fitness issues, maybe some stuff that's in the news as well. And this time of year, New Year's resolutions, trying to get fit, hard to do with the weather and the polar vortexes and the coldness (laughs) and the snow and the shutdowns. Uh, But I guess from a New Year's resolution point of view, what, what do you have to, what's your best advice for me on keeping with it this year? Oh, gosh, those resolutions. You know, people make them year after year. And um, there was a study. I'm trying to remember who did the study. It showed that fewer people are actually making resolutions now because they just know that it doesn't work. But it really is a good idea, you know, fitness-wise to sort of regroup whatever time of year it is. You know, you can regroup every month for the next, you know, 30 years of your life if you want to. But it is a good idea to regroup. So if January is your month. um, But you have to write it down. And you have to, you know, make yourself accountable. If you write something out and make a plan for it, you are so much more likely to actually have it happen, especially if you put it in a, you know, sort of public place to you. So like a fridge or if you're still old school and have a paper planner, which I do. You know, I put my goals <laughs> in that little paper planner so I see it when I open it during the day. Or, you know, telling somebody about it, somebody that cares about you, that has your best interest at heart that, you know, might remind you of it. And then just having the why. So like, you know, if you're saying, I want to run more. Okay. Well, why? And so, so I want to run a marathon. Okay. Well, why do you want to run the marathon? So you've got to you know, answer that question over and over and over again until you get to a place where you feel like, okay, I'm actually going to do this because we don't, I mean, I, I, and I'm in the same boat as everybody else. You know, a lot of times people think, oh gosh, you work in fitness. You must, you know, it must be so easy. You must love to work out. In, in in reality, I really, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just sort of a necessity. And I've found things that I do enjoy about being active. You know, there are certain activities that I love. But after I've worked, you know, a 10-hour day at the station and been up since 2 in the morning, I kind of want to go veg and, you know, watch reality TV and <laughs> lay on the couch all day. So, um, you know, but, but you've got that set of goals and you've written them down and you know why you're doing it. So, you know, it kind of hopefully gives you the motivation to do it. 
I like the uh, the old school, the paper planner, the write it down, the uh, and you know to counter that, I got to tell you, I, you know, I'm not a big, a huge tech guy, but I like uh, I like technology, and the thing that I found works for me is, is find an app that yes. you like. If there's if you if you have your phone with you all the time, mm-hmm. find an app you like. I've had a couple family members as well get those. Uh, I don't even know what they're called, but I want to get one now. It's a wrist thing, wristband that monitors your activity through the day, your heart rate through the day. The one my sister has even, like, will send you text messages saying, hey, by the way, you're halfway to your goal of, you know, burning X amount of calories. And, you know, use technology to your advantage. Find an app you like. Yes, they're awesome. And for some people, those can be pricey. But if it's worth it to you, you know, if if you really have, you know, if you're somebody who's motivated by, like, those text messages and somebody who's motivated by knowing, okay, I'm halfway through the amount of steps I should be doing for today or I've eaten this many calories today or I've burned this many calories, it can be really effective. Um, Do your research if you're getting one because there there used to just be – one out on the market and this it was just like this sort of November December they started coming out with a bunch of new ones so do your research read the reviews you know make sure that they're actually working but it can be a really good tool um, the only cautionary thing with that is just to not get too obsessed with it you know to not be too overly obsessed with like what you put in and what you put out you know some of us can get way too caught up in it and then it's like is, is this my life is this little wristband that's counting my calories my life mm-hmm. so you know you yeah. kind of find a balance with that but it can be real a really neat tool and then also just apps um my fitness pal is awesome um nike has a good app for you know that little um computer that they put inside your shoes and then that tracks your steps and then it can do a whole lot of other things too and there are social networking sites that are just built around sharing your workout with other people so so that you're not annoying your Facebook and Twitter friends Mm -hmm. by randomly putting out your workouts there you can find you know one of those specialized social networking sites that's just for fitness and then you can share it with spark people is a good one I mean there's so many so you don't on your Twitter uh, at Jenny and Chando. It doesn't. Yes. It doesn't say Jenny and Chando just ran five miles. No, because first <laughs> of all, I rarely get as far as five miles, and second of all, you know, no, because people don't. I think people get so annoyed when you do that. I agree. They do. I do. I hate that. It's like okay. Well, I woke up and brushed my teeth today. <laughs> <laughs> you know. So yeah, find one of those fitness-related apps. Those can be really helpful. <laughs> Jenny Anchando is our guest, and she's a television uh, news journalist with Fox 4 in Dallas, Texas. And we thank you for coming on the show again to talk about fitness and health. And uh, there's a social issue that's pretty big right now I want to bring up, the legalization of marijuana uh, from a news perspective, from your TV job, and really health-wise. I mean, mm-hmm. you're putting smoke into your lungs and THC into your body. I mean, there's a health issue here, too. Where's the... I guess I'm asking a really broad question mm-hmm. here, but where's the where's the balance between one side of the argument that, hey, it's not as bad as alcohol, it should be legal, mm-hmm. to the other side of the argument that, hey, this is really creating an environment for kids to grow up in a world where drugs aren't viewed as that bad and maybe it's a gateway to start doing worse stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know what we have to make clear too, which I, you know you did too, but just... From a news perspective, when this first hit, it was like, you know, we all knew that this was about to become legal in the state of Colorado. But when the news first hit about this, people were very confused about it, saying, wait, but, you know, medical marijuana is proven to work in some instances. Why isn't this okay? But we're talking about recreational use here. So we're talking about just to define for people who are, um, you know, kind of hearing about what's actually going on there in Colorado. We're talking about 
just marijuana just for fun or for, for whatever reason. So that's sort of where a big part of the controversy is with that specifically. Um, and then, you know, you might have seen there were a, a bunch of sort of like spoof articles that came out right uh, right when it first became legal about, you know, 37 deaths or something like that. Some large amount of deaths associated with it. Yes, I um, remember that. And so, so that is, you know, that's incorrect. That's not factual. Nothing, there have not been, you know, proven deaths since the release of this law or since, you know, since this law sort of became official. However, there was, you know, there was an accident involving a 23-year-old in Colorado who um, ran into some patrol cars. And I think that they were um, state troopers, possibly, or police officer vehicles. Nobody was inside the vehicles, but they did find, okay, this person was intoxicated and it was marijuana that was in his system. So that's been sort of a big question. Because like you say, so many people say, well, alcohol is worse and that's legal. Yeah. Um, but he had more than what is considered to be the legal amount to drive. So it adds a, a whole nother level. Now, in terms of, you know, the health aspect of this, there are some leaders with the state of Colorado who are trying to get, uh, you know, trying to set aside money to get researchers to really, truly look into this because it hasn't been researched because it's not legal here. You know, it hasn't mm-hmm. by, by you, by American researchers, you know, on Americans, because it's not something that people are going to go and say, Hey, I'll, you know, I'll be a part of that study yeah. <laughs> because, because, cause then it's, then it's illegal. So the, there's a lot of anecdotal evidence, really good and bad. But in terms of, you know, that, that first question that you brought up regarding youth and people growing up in this type of environment, specifically children in Colorado, and then children around the rest of the country, knowing that hey, these kids can do it. Um, that's gonna, you know, that's gonna be a long ways off because it's somewhat new. I mean, you know, marijuana not new at all, but the the fact that it is open and allowed in one state in our country is is gonna be very different. It's uh, Washington. Uh, Colorado, uh, and more states will fall. Will fall. Yeah. I mean, the more public perception, I mean, it's uh, the first time in the history of our country that more more than half the people in this country think it should be legal. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen coast to coast. And I have to say, too, what, uh, what happened, I was in the newsroom right when this, you know, right when all of the uh, dispensaries, I guess they're called, um, opened up in, you know, this year. And you know, over the, there, there's like this voice that will come out over all the local affiliates from, um, you know, our main sort of hub. And it was this voice box saying, attention station, stand by for live pictures of lines wrapping all the way around the building. Pause a few minutes later, attention stations, stand by for a live picture of all of these shops being out of pot. You know, so, so they were like running out. I mean, the sales were so, so, so huge. It was such a you know, sort of celebratory thing for the people there. So I, it's almost like sometimes something will be so big and such a frenzy about it. And then pretty soon it'll just be the norm. You know, Washington, yeah. Yeah. for example. So I don't know. There's just, you know, it does allow it does allow for there to be more studies regarding health benefits or, or you know, implications, complications. Well, it allows for more content and fodder for a public affairs radio show. I'll tell <laughs> yes. you that. Uh, Jenny Enchando is our guest. Uh, we can't thank you enough for coming on, uh, not only this time, but every time. I mean, you, you are almost my co-host now. Oh, I am, aren't I? Let's go on the road. <laughs> it's, Let's travel. <laughs> it's the Adam and Jenny show. Or I, it'd have to, I'd have to change it to the Jenny and Adam show to have you come aboard full time. Yeah, probably. Yeah, that's usually part of my big contracts.
Well, we'll work out the paperwork, and uh, we look forward to having you on the show again, Jenny. Just a pleasure. At Jenny Anchando. At oh, Jenny Anchando. They, uh, they, they had me change it. Uh, it, was a, it was a big, sad moment. It's now at, at Dallas Jenny Anchando. <laughs> no, at Jenny A. Fox 4, which is a harder one, but then you don't have to spell my last name. So J-E-N-N-Y-A-F-O-X, the number four. And that's important because now your employers get the branding. Yes. They get to use you to brand their station. <laughs> yes, you know they want that. <laughs> you know they do. <laughs> get socially technical with the Adam Ritz Show. Facebook, Adam Ritz Show. Twitter, at Adam Ritz. It's social, technically. A lot of excitement, a lot of energy in the room here with the Toledo Rockets, the football squad. We are here to honor a few of you gentlemen for your uh, character, your academics. With the Caught in the Act Awards, we travel the country uh, and we're proud to work with the Caught in the Act Awards to highlight uh, not only the student athletes that perform well on the field, but off. And today's winners, we have two of them, so let's have a round of applause for Jeremiah Detmer and Alvin Fletcher. Come on down. You here? Alvin? Jeremiah? Come on down. All right. They love you. They love you, Fletch. Alvin Fletcher, hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing great, and Jeremiah, hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm fine. Now, you guys are being honored for uh, last semester having 4.0s. That's worth another round of applause. 4.0. So, so Alvin, uh, real quick, what's your position? Uh, middle linebacker. Middle linebacker, and what is your uh, major? A uh, business. Business major, and uh, talk about some of your work ethics off the field to carry a 4.0. I mean, I just always try to get my work done. You know, teachers assign work, go to class, sit in the front row. And just pay attention, do the work, basically. Sit in the front row. That's the hardest thing to do. You guys like to sit in the front row or the back? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Jeremiah Detmer, 4.0. Uh, how do you do it? Uh, I don't know. I work hard. Um, go to class. Like you said, sit in the front row. I don't know. Just do all my work. How much of it is uh, you, you just get it? They put a problem on the board, you understand it. Or do you have to work just extra hard to make sure you get that 4.0? Yeah, I, mean, I guess you got you to put in the extra work, just like anything, to be successful. So. Okay, well, between the three of us, we're averaging about a 2.9. I want to thank you guys for coming on the show. Uh, let's have another round of applause for Jeremiah and Alvin here at the University of Toledo. Send your questions, comments, or concerns to The Adam Ritz Show by emailing adam at adamritz.com. Thanks again for listening to the show, and we are proud to move along with our next guest, Jennifer Connor. Hi, Jennifer. How are you? Hi, Adam. I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me. I wish this was television because <laughs> you're so bubbly and happy and the smile on your face. I'm sure it will come through the radio, but I wish our friends uh, listening could see your face because why are you so damn happy? Oh, well, you're such a... Well, I am... I'm, I know I'm happy. I think it's the mustard that's making me so happy. So, but uh, um, but also being with you, you're an inspiration to us all. And um, I, you know, I think also my philosophy in life is, you know, it's every day is short. You've got to make the best of it. And you know, better to be happy than sad. And um, and I, you know, really want to spread that sunshine out there in the world. Well, you're spreading uh, the sunshine, and uh, that's a great segue into the color of the sun is yellow. You are known as the mustard girl. Yes. Uh, you own the company it's a mustard company called 
Mustard Girl Mustard, yes. correct? Yes, that's correct. And uh, Mustard Girl Mustard started in 2007. And um, how it got started was I went to the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and there was a small mustard farmer there that made this amazing mustard. I used to put it on everything, and he be that he then became too old to make it by hand. So I went to him and I said, oh my gosh, uh, Mr. Rundle, I can't imagine the world without your mustards. And I want to, you know, spread the sunshine with everyone and make everyone happy with this and, and, you know, continue on with your business. And he said, um, no, I don't think so. You're just an art history major. This will be, you know, <laughs> you crazy little lady. And so I said, uh, well, well, you know, I really thought that I could. I said, well, this without a business plan or anything. I said, well, give me a week. I'll figure this out. So I was just, I just prayed to my higher power. I'm like, um, you know, dear God, um, if you could please give me a sign when I go up north to our family's cabin for a rainbow or a shooting star, that would be awesome. So, you know, God never works out how you want it to work out. And it was raining and thundering all weekend long. <laughs> so then I said, well, Sunday rolled around. I said, well, I'm going to go to church and this will be my last, you know, resort. Um, maybe if you could just have the uh, father say yellow during the sermon that, you know, that'll be a sign. So I went to church and the father got up and he said, there comes a time in life when we're all in a little bit of doubt, but just remember it's like going back and having faith in the mustard seed. If you have faith in the mustard seed, you will move mountains. And I was like, oh, my God. And I was, it, it touched my life. It changed my life. And That's, uh, and I, that's a pretty good sign. Yeah. <laughs> and thank God I didn't get in the ketchup business because there are no tomatoes in the Bible, no, you know. No. So, yeah. but I, uh, but that was, it was, it, that changed my life. And I went back and I told the mustard uh, farmer what happened. He said, you know, Jennifer, he's like, I don't want to be struck down by lightning if I don't tell you these recipes. So he's like, I'll believe in you. I just wanted to make sure you had enough compassion and love as I do as I pass this baby on, but I know you can do it. And so then we, uh, we worked together and I, with, um, we got the, um, I found a manufacturing company to make the recipes. And so the nice thing about the musters is that they're all natural and gluten free and they're all, they're um, nationally award winning. They won the worldwide mustard competition just recently. So that was really exciting. And, um, you know, my goal is to, you know, of course, spread that sunshine out there in the world, make people's taste buds happy, including hot dogs. And um, <laughs> I, uh, and also I like my a part of, you know, my mantra is also to give back as well. I like, you know, so I attach myself to Make-A-Wish Foundation in, in Wisconsin and um, and then the C Common Threads organization, which is to was started by Art Smith, which helps um, inner city kids um, teaching them how to cook healthier or cook better and eat healthier to help end childhood uh, obesity. And well, that's why, you know, we bring you on the show to talk yeah. about uh, your philanthropy work and yeah. charity work through Mustard Girl. Portions of the proceeds goes to um, those charities you mentioned, Make-A-Wish Foundation. Yeah. And I want to learn more about the one you just mentioned um, with the child, fighting child obesity. Sure. What is it called again? Sure. It's called Common Threads. So the website is www.commonthreads.org. And so um, there's um, there's a, a place in a Chicago office, Washington, D.C. office, and also one in um, Los Angeles. And basically what, um, what Common Threads does is it goes into the inner city schools 
and we set up uh, these camps. So we have chefs that come in and we bring in all these fruits and vegetables, fresh fish, uh, meats. We teach them about all the different types of foods. And then we teach them how to cut the vegetables, prepare them, and then cook the meals at home. So these, and the, and the, what we provide them with are everyday food that you can find cheaply at the grocery store and then tell them the health benefits of it and, and how, you know, starting these, um, it's like starting with a little mustard seed early. Once you teach them how to cook and eat healthier better, it'll set, um, you know, a, a good future for them in the future because they're going to be, it's going to create awareness and then they're going to pass it on to their families. And hopefully that, you know, we're wanting to get this next generation who, who are probably, who a lot of the kids are just eating, you know, uh, fast food a lot because it's cheaper and it's easier. And we just want to kind of start a new revolution with educating about what is good for you and how to stay healthy and, and the importance of long life and that these kids are, you know, we want to be great leaders of our next time. And so it's a wonderful opportunity to reach out to these kids and give them inspiration. And, you know, some of them want to grow up and be chefs now, you know, and, or they see that there is hope and promise out there in the world to live, you know, happy lives. And we inspire them. We talk about what they want to be when they get older. And it's just a really one-on-one, hands-on, uh, uh, wonderful experience. I mean, I, I cry every time I go in there. I mean, it's, it's been great, but it's um, something that, you know, I strongly support and um, very proud to be a part of the organization. Well, I can tell. You're, the passion in your voice, the, again, the smile on your face. And you know what? We're going to have a picture of you on, our, on the re- website. So adamrichshow.com. Check out a picture of Jennifer Connor. The uh, CEO and president of Mustard Girl, mm-hmm. Mustard, uh, we ran into her at one of your Costco promotions. You are, uh, I shouldn't jinx it, but you're on the precipice of doing a huge national deal with Costco's of America. Is that right? Yes, yes. We're having faith in that mustard seed. This all yeah. shines through. But um, but I've been, um, it, was, it was such a wonderful opportunity to work with Costco. They're a great, wonderful company and a great way for the brand to grow. And so I've been doing, um, I've so far have done over 30 road shows all over the Midwest and in various cities. Um, and we this will be a really exciting time. And I you know currently, um, not only with Costco, but I just established regional status with Whole Foods in the Midwest. And um, a lot of top restaurant chains in the Midwest, too, like Let Us Entertain You, Gibson's and Stanley's. Um, so I got into Cisco and U.S. Food Service. And um, I, my first ballpark was in... Um, Charleston, uh, South Carolina with the River Dogs. So they have Mustard Girl down there and the Mallard Ducks, which is exciting. And, um, you know, that fancy yellow mustard is certainly makes any hot dog happy. So we, we hope that, uh, <laughs> get the squeeze on with that Mustard Girl. But, um, and anyway, we, it's a really, um, you know, exciting time. It's been a dream come true. And I'm, and, you know, it's been hard, harder than the nails. It's the hardest thing I've ever done. But my best advice to say is, you know, you know, to have faith in your higher power and never give up, you know, surround yourself with good people and always have faith in your mustard seed, you know, I mean, it, even though things get really bad, just hang on the next day, you know, it's bright, it'll brighten up and something really good will happen. And these are all stepping stones, like weights to prepare you for the road that lies ahead. And so I feel like it brings tears to my eyes, you know, for the blessing that I received. And I, mean, I never thought I'd ever get into mustard, you know, yeah. I mean, I've always, I've always loved it, you know, but, but this is something that made your soul happy. And, uh, and, you know, be- you know, before I pass on to the next, you know, time, I just uh, really hope I can touch a lot of people's lives through mustard and through their <laughs> souls. So it's kind of a, a good for the uh, heart and soul kind of mustard, you know. Eight billion people on yeah. the planet. Oh, and wow. I bet you're the only 
art history major that owns a mustard company now. <laughs> that That's right. And I'm, yeah, absolutely. There's got to be one for everyone, right? <laughs> now, before I let you go, yeah. uh, I know that mustard tastes fantastic on a corn dog, mm-hmm. on a hot dog. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know it tastes uh, really good on a, on a bologna sandwich with cheese. Mm, uh, you know what, though? I'm not much of a connoisseur of, of the culinary arts, so you, mm-hmm. give me a quick example of, of what I need to do with, with some of your mustard on okay. something that I wouldn't have otherwise put it on. Okay. I I was the founder and um, the inventor of the Mustard Girl Brat Pizza. Should I tell you that recipe? It's amazing. Yeah. So you so you go to the grocery store and you get a baboli pizza uh-huh. bottom and then you just heat it up in the oven just so it's a little bit crispy and then you make the sauce which is um, um, a quarter cup of um, sour cream um, mixed with um, or you can do sour cream or you can do um, regular cream mixed with um, stone ground mustard and that would be like three or four tablespoons so that's the base and then you put on um, fully cooked Johnsonville beer soaked brats and then um, mozzarella cheese and then you put it in the oven for seven minutes and then you take it out they put sauerkraut on it so you have your brat pizza and it's definitely like a, everything that will fit a true staple of a true Wisconsinite, you know? And then how can you not love it? Like with pizza and mustard and and uh, and uh, cheese and brats. So that's and that's really good. And then I also love putting mustard on my um, fried egg sandwiches and ah. yeah, which are just it, the fancy sweet and fancy yellow is so good. It adds that extra zing. And of course the grilled cheese. Um, and then I also use the um, my uh, honey mustard um, on the salmon as a so the nice thing about these mustards is you can use also use them as a marinade on everything. So it makes it so easy. You can have this, you know, you can just jazz things up to a five star meal in two seconds with mustard girl mustard, you know. So it's a you know a good you know rock and roll kind of mustard. So, um, but um, but I, but then I I know you can truly do so many things with it these days. You know, it's quite diverse, and each mustard tastes so good that you want to keep squeezing back for more. It's it's yeah. what's how can our listeners find out about uh, is it mustard girl Girl.com. Yes. That easy. Mustardgirl.com. Yep. Mustardgirl.com. And if they ever wanted to reach out or say hello, my email's on the there as well. And if you wanted to order from there too, um, I'd be happy to ship to you as well. She's Mustard Girl, Jennifer Connor. Yeah. Uh, we Twitter. thank you. Oh, what's the Twitter? Yeah, the Twitter is Mustard Girl USA. Mustard Girl USA. Yes. Jennifer Connor. We can't thank you enough for taking the time to come on the show to talk about your work with the Make a Wish Foundation, Common Threads child obesity, all very important social issues. We're, we're so glad that you're uh, passionate about helping out uh, as well as your awesome mustards. So we wish you the best of luck. Such an honor to be on your show. The Adam Ritz Show is recorded live, both in studio and across the country. For information on this broadcast, including how to hear this show on a station in your city, visit adamritzshow.com.